You deserve. 
más. Amen. Ruti can go ahead. How long, Lord, forever? How long will thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall mine enemy be exalted by me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. My enemy says, I have prevailed against him. And those that trouble us in thy salvation, I will sing unto the Lord because in Amen. 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 Glory be to God. The Lord has dealt bountifully with us. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I want to quickly show you something I want to talk to you about the importance of corporate prayers. Quickly, Jesus. There is something 
that has just been taken off from the hand of somebody else. Every blockage that the enemy has propagated in your life have just fallen off. Thank you, Jesus. You see, anytime you come here to pray, that means that you are initiating in the realm of the Spirit. You may not see it, but I want to assure you that every time you pray, something happens. Every time. There's a need for you to be in a prayer family. There's a need to have your own company. People that you always pray with is one of the most important things that you would ever need in life. And if you are fortunate enough and God leads you to a people of prayer, I want to urge you to treasure that relationship, treasure that relationship and value it. Put your life into it. Put your life into it. There are a lot of people who seek the same thing that you have, but here it is with you. So there's a reason why the Lord said, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, I am there with them. Is a corporate prayer. There's a purpose for corporate prayer. What is corporate prayer? When I'm talking about corporate prayer, it simply means praying together as one. When we gather together and combine our prayers as one body of Christ, this is corporate prayer. In Psalm 34, verse 3, in Psalm 34, verse 3, can you display that verse for me? Psalm 34, verse 3. I want you to be very fast. Psalm 34, verse 3. You see, the element of being together in prayer is what is important the element of being together in prayer what does the bible teach about corporate prayer can you display that verse for me psalm 34 verse 3 It says, Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. It says, Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. The word together there is corporate. What does the Bible teach about corporate prayer? 
Now, Matthew chapter 18, verse 20. Matthew 18, verse 20. I'll try to move very slow. Matthew 18, verse 20. It says, Amen. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Matthew 18, verse 20. It says, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, this there am I in the midst of them. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, yes, I am there in their midst. So the idea of people coming together to pray Amen. Please, can you hear me? Can you hear me, please? The idea of people coming together to pray is the plan of God. It's the agenda of the Spirit. He says, whenever we gather like this to pray, He says, He is here with us. You see, I may not be able to see you physically, you may not be able to see me. But anytime we come together to pray like this, what we are actually doing is that we are calling forth, we are summoning the Spirit of God into our midst. And you see, if He's here with us, it means anything is possible. Amen. Anything is possible. Anything. Thank you, Jesus. Whether large or small, it says two or three. Amen. Now, in the book of Acts, they followed the instruction of Jesus and they learned to meet themselves daily. They made it a pattern. The book of Acts chapter 2 verse 46. What were they doing? Acts chapter 2 verse 46. Just follow me. Acts chapter 2, verse 46. I'm talking about corporate prayer. And they, continuing daily 
day, continuing daily with one accord in the temple. They continued daily. You see, so the things of the spirit, you see, let it not be strange to you that you have to wake up every day to pray. No, it's our normal way of life. Let it not be strange to you. And let it not be that somebody has to tell you that you need to wake up and pray. You see, these were Christians in the book of Acts. They have mastered the things of the Spirit. And the Bible said, and they continuing daily. Daily. Some of you, because you prayed yesterday, you want people to clap for you. Ah! Prayer warrior. And then you would purposely sleep the next day. You sleep. And then you say, oh, but yesterday I prayed. You see, that is not the way it's done. It says, they continue daily. Daily. They met. They learned to meet daily. You see, our strength, our strength is in that daily meeting. Our strength is, that, is in that continuity. You see, the book of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Can you please display that verse for me? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Hebrews 10, verse 25. It says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. It says, as the manner of some is. <laughs> it is the manner of some people to always learn to forsake the gathering together of ourselves. They have made it their habit. It says, but exalting one another. Exalting one another. So much the more as you see the day approaching. So it must not become your habit. Every day you are always... No, you must make it... It is your lifestyle. It is now your lifestyle. You see, and the reason why we are praying... Mainly, it's because it is his will. It's because he needs us to be there. Amen. Amen. Most of the time, our things, our needs, usually draw us, drag us to the place of prayer. You see, but you see, whenever you are like that, and then you get that which you need, you seem to want to move away from prayer. You see, build a mountain of prayer. Build a prayer mountain. So that one day, you'll be able to sit down on that mountain. And you command things and you declare things. And you will see them happening for you. 
is the kind of life that the Lord has called us to live. He says, not forsaking. So, in our time, we see it to be strange that people always meet to pray. We see it to be strange that people always meet to study the word of God. Every day, every day. Why? Let me rest. Let me rest. Look at that. Look at um, what happened in the book of Acts again. Let's look at what happened to Peter. Acts chapter 12, verse 5. Acts chapter 12, verse 5. Acts chapter 12, verse 5. Acts 12, verse 5. It says, Peter, therefore, let me show you something, was kept in prison. <laughs> but the Bible says, but prayer was made without season of the church unto God for him. Oh, don't rush. Follow me. Listen to me carefully. I want to show you something. Just Peter, therefore, uh, Peter, the leader of the prayer team, was arrested. But the Bible says, prayer was made without season. By who? Who were praying? They were praying without season. Wait. Did they just started praying without season? Or it was something that they have been doing? You see, if it was not something that they have been doing and this thing came, how would they start praying without season? So they have made a mastery of prayer. A continuity. Says, but prayer was made without season of the church. You see, we are the people who were praying for him. He had a prayer family. Peter had a prayer family. So when he ran into trouble, he got people who were praying for him. So I want to ask you tonight, do you have a prayer family? You actually have a prayer family. <laughs> or you don't know that it is the will of God for you to belong to a prayer family. He was arrested in prison. <laughs> but some people, they did not sleep. They kept on. Hey, they refuse to close their eyes because one of them has been taken. You see, as we pray together every day, what happens is, because, is, 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 is that we start becoming one in the spirit. Our spirit begins to join together with each other. You see, so in the realm of the spirit, we form a force. You see, that is why I don't like people who are always moving about. Moving about. Today they are here, tomorrow they are here. You see, they have no foundation. They will easily be taken down. What they are actually looking for, 
is just to hear something. Let me tell you something. Even if I prophesy to you and I don't teach you to pray, it's a waste of time. Go and sleep. My first responsibility is to teach you to pray. Prophecy is birthed by prayer. That is why Jesus prayed. Even if there were things that were prophesied concerning Jesus, there were things that were said concerning him, but yet he gave himself continually to prayer for those things that have been said to come to pass. Amen. Don't live your life seeking for prophecy. I'm not saying it is not important. I'm not saying it is not needed. I prophesy. But let me tell you, I pray more than I prophesy. I pray more than I receive prophecy. That is the way it should be. And that is the plan of God. Your life will be great. Yes, a very great prophecy. You have a great future. Yes, a very great prophecy. But you are not going to see that great future if you are not a person giving to prayer. Listen to me. So this man, Peter, was arrested. But he had a prayer family. He had a people that would stand. So do you have some people that you can say they pray every day? Even if something is wrong with you, you know that they are praying. You know that they are praying. You see, that is a prayer family. That is why the Spirit Prayer Army family was formed. So that you can have the opportunity. That is why we wake up every night by 12 midnight and we start legislating. We start praying. It is the plan of God for you. You see, having a prayer family keeps you on fire. It keeps you on check. Because... <laughs> My friend, on your own, nobody is watching you, whether you are praying or you are not praying. But when we don't see you for two days, three days, we say, ah, sister, for two days, three days, you have missed prayer. You have not been praying. What is the problem? Ah, everybody will know you are not praying. And that is the pressure on you. Now, let's go back to the story of Peter. So now, this post corporate prayer had the audacity to release an angel. You see, that is the power of a prayer family. That is the power. There's an audacity. When those who have been praying with pray for you, listen to me. I said, there's an audacity. When those who you have been praying with pray for you. Hi. Komasa Navanai. Acts chapter 12 verse 5. Acts chapter 12 verse 5. What happened? <laughs> and the Bible said, after verse 5. Okay, let me read from, from verse 5. Display verse 6 and verse 7. Display verse 6 and verse 7. Verse 6 and verse 7. The importance of having a prayer family. At chapter 12, verses. 
And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly, and his chains fell off from his hand. You see, this prayer family, they have reached a quorum. After Jesus Christ left, he told them, this tarry here at Jerusalem until you are endued with power from high. Keep on praying. Stay in the place of prayer until the Holy Ghost is given. So it took about 120 people to legislate to release the Holy Ghost from heaven. So they formed a quorum to release the Holy Spirit. Now, the same thing we are seeing here. We see a gathering of people. They were able to legislate to release an angel from heaven. So an angel appeared physically by the strength on account of the strength of the prayer family. Now, there was another man. He was taken. His name is Herod. He was also among the apostles. He was taken. But what happened? The Bible did not say prayer was being made for him. He died like that. They killed him like that. Did I say Herod or James? James. Sorry, I'm talking about James. James was taken. He was part of the apostles. James was taken. But the Bible did not say prayer was made for him. He was killed. Was killed. But when Peter was taken, the Bible said they prayed without ceasing. You see, that shows you when people pray and when people don't pray. It means when people pray, they can stop things from happening. They can cause, they can stop things from happening in your life. Amen. So as you are in a prayer family, you are strengthening your own faith also. You are strengthening your faith. You are strengthening your faith. Opposed to Paul, he said, help us in prayer. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 11. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 11. Help us in prayer. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 11. You must belong to a prayer family. It's very, very important. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 11. It says, Ye also helping together by prayer for us, that for the gifts bestowed upon us by the means of many persons, thanks may be given by many on our behalf. It is helping together by prayer for us. Help us in prayer. Help us in prayer. This is a prayer. Look at Joel chapter 1 verse 14. Joel. Joel. 
the book of Joel chapter 1 verse 14. I need to move very fast. My time is almost up. Joel chapter 1 verse 14. Are you there? Joel chapter 1 verse 14. It says, Sanctify ye a fast. Call a solemn assembly. It says, Gather the elders and all the inhabitants of land into the house of the Lord, your God, and cry unto the Lord. You see, this is a corporate prayer. Come together. So every time we come together to pray, we are stronger. We are stronger. We are stronger. We are stronger. Look at another corporate prayer. Acts chapter 4, verse 24 to 31. Acts chapter 4, verse 24 to 31. Acts chapter 4, verse 24 to 31. Acts 4, verse 24 to 31. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God. Look at that. This with one accord, that means together they prayed and said, Lord, thou art God, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is. Who by the mouth of the servant David has said, Why did the head hidden rage and the people imagine vain things? The king of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against the holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate. While the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together, for to do whatsoever the hand, you see, they were praying. They were praying. He says, look at verse 29. He says, And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. You see, by stretching forth thy hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the Holy Child Jesus. And when they had prayed, look at that. He says, And when they had prayed, this is not just the prayer of only one person. It was a corporate prayer. It says, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they speak the word of God with boldness. Listen to me. The moment you begin to separate yourself from corporate prayer, you begin to die. You begin to become the moment you begin to separate yourself from corporate prayer. Oh, it says they prayed together, and what happened? They were all filled. This happened because they prayed together. This is this is boldness came into them, they speak their word with boldness. This all happened in corporate prayer. Corporate prayer. You see, when we come together to like this, what we are doing is that we are bearing the burden of one another. See, your strength may not be strong enough to fight some things in your family. But when you come together like this, you enter into a corporate energy. You enter into a corporate powerhouse. That powers you against any force that may want to destroy your life. 
You see, that is the importance. That is why I advise people, wake up and pray. Come and let's pray. Come and let's pray. Come and let's pray. Do not be like those who neglect prayer. No, it's not going to help you. We bear one another's burden in prayer. Galatians chapter 6 verse 2. Galatians chapter 6 verse 2. As we pray together, I bear the burden of my brother. I bear the burden of my sister. As we pray together. The power of corporate prayer. It says, bear ye one another's burden. And so fulfill the law of Christ. We bear each other burdens by prayer. I'm running up 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people, which are called by my name, my people, corporate, corporate entity, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face together. This is a corporate prayer. It says, when they come together like this and then turn from their wicked way, it says, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Most of the time, you'll find out that in Israel, they came together and they fasted. They rent their clothes. They prayed together. This is a corporate prayer. There is power in corporate prayer. So the devil will begin to put it in the heart of somebody. Oh, you have been praying all these days. What have you seen? You have not seen anything and you are still praying. Why are you wasting your time? Oh, you go and pray today, the same story. Tomorrow, the same story. Ah! May the devil not deceive you. May the devil not lure you out from your bare family. It is needed. It is needed. You need a prayer family. Amen. Amen. I want you to just Use one minute to pray for this prayer family, the spirit prayer army. That the Lord strengthen this prayer family. That the Lord keeps this prayer family. In the name of Jesus, no weapon of darkness weakens anybody in this prayer family. In the name of Jesus, we stand and we keep on praying. We keep on praying. We keep on praying. We don't stop. We keep on praying. We stand firm in prayer. We don't stop praying. Ah. 
Oh, 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 that a corporate, a corporate anointing for prayer will be released and held. We will not be broken in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, that hunger for prayer will never die. It will never die. It will never die. It will never die. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The Lord be with you all. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. As you go into this new week, the Lord preserve you. That which is supposed to come to you is running towards you in the name of Jesus. There is no blockage. There is no opposition. In the name of Jesus. You are kept. You are protected. Your family is kept and protected by the power of the Holy Ghost. In the mighty name of Jesus. There is a hedge around you. Nothing stops you. Nothing takes you away from his hands. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. I see you tomorrow. God bless you all. Thank you, Jesus.